Kevin Smith say, is a, a fat white boy. Love. Like Owen Wilson. Dang, not... are you good? Can you edit that out of our part? That might be offensive to somebody. How's it? Fat? He's he calls himself the fat man. Okay, he calls fine. himself that. And I mean, say... what I mean is <laughs> he's larger. <laughs> he's larger than life in terms of his personality. Oh, That's lar- what I'm saying. Oh, larger than life. Okay. Yeah, I'm larger than life. Well, I'm. I'm I can relate to Kevin Smith. But Kevin Smith is now Owen Wilson. They're two opposites. They're both white boys, but they're opposite on the spectrum of whiteness. <laughs> That's a what? Oh my gosh! Uh, I can't. Save Ronaldo, I can't save. hear my. Wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't really hear myself hear as much. It's like it's faint. But I don't think I need to hear me as long as y'all hear me, right? Yeah, it's all then, good. It's all now? good um yes i can hear me but yeah, i'm worried if that just messed up something for somebody um i will just hear you three times huh you, <laughs> <laughs> you know how like sometimes there's an echo yeah it's like that there's three echoes going on right you now, really right? want to hear me three times i don't is what I'm okay saying. great but that's what i'm saying because i'm like i'm like dang i Rob. don't want to hear you i want to hear you <laughs> once and that's enough um no um <laughs> There's a lot happening here. Uh, I think we're fine. I think we'll we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll go with what we have. Um, cool. That was fun. Uh, have I talked to you guys about how much I hate Zencaster? Zencaster, if you want to sponsor us, we just <laughs> trashed them. Or yeah. we could change the the you know the dialogue. Yeah, we could change services. Yeah, so Zencaster would be motivated. Money. They would be motivated. To want to be advertised on our mm-hmm. podcast if they improve their services, because we would be ecstatic about it. So, Rinaldi, what were you just saying about Kevin James? No, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, my bad. Yeah, Kevin I don't. Smith. I don't really care for <laughs> Kevin. James. Kevin James, but Kevin Dang. Smith. You were talking about Kevin Smith. Yeah, no, he's larger than life. Uh huh. Kevin he's Smith. Like, he's not like Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, sorry. Kevin Smith is. Um, he's a director, podcaster nerd he's he's a nerd he's yeah. uh yeah if you uh i mean i say that lightly um, I, i'm the one being respectful i said director podcaster then nerd you did say that yeah you did. you did he is a nerd though that's the main mm-hmm. thing i will say that there is one good aspect to being on zencaster is that i get to play Ooh. our theme song What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Marvelous Friends Podcast. If you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts, take five seconds and give this podcast a five-star rating. It really does go a long way. My name is Rob, and I brought a few of my friends. I'm a time variance agent. Oh, that's it? Oh, okay. Oh. No, no. I'm, Where did Rinaldi go? I'm, I'm Rinaldi. <laughs> he just like, went Rinaldi. back in time. He just came back. All right, <laughs> I'm <cool>. Rinaldi. <laughs> Elise. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. And my name is also Bergie. Wow. Okay. Got five names going on right there. Uh, And you are listening to the Marvelous Friends podcast. Today, we will be talking about Loki, the new Disney Plus series, episodes one and two. I like when I like when all the instruments duck away and the bass line continues. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> it, it really gives. And then the then the drums come back in. Okay, Zencaster, you get five point 
You get five points. Yeah, Zancaster. You're still 95 points away (laughs) from being a perfect. (laughs) 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 I'm obviously kidding, Zancaster. So, uh, again, welcome to our podcast. Um, This is where we talk about uh, anything Marvel, anything comic book related. We watch TV shows, movies individually, then come together and talk about it. Uh, We do our best not to talk about uh, what we're going to review until the day of recording. So... Most of our reviews are raw for the most part, and we have not heard our take on what we're going to talk about, which makes for a great discussion. Uh, and so we're going to talk about Loki, episode one and two. Uh, we're going to start with episode one a little bit. Uh, what did you guys think? Let's just jump straight into it. What did you guys think of the first episode? I mean, I, I want to, you know, talk about it as much as I can as its own thing, but I can't help but compare it to the other two and i say that this is really good off episode one to me i mean yeah there's a lot of information but i just feel like the quality is better it's more interesting and maybe it could be just um the delivery of tom hiddleston owen wilson and like the rest of the cast it could be that but it's different and yeah i i i like it right off the bat um yeah so it it watching episode one got me um excited because i'm like okay they kind of loosely introduce nexus beings to some extent it was kind of hidden in there with wandavision and now they're kind of exploring that a little bit more with loki and it's always good to see loki in general it's it's never boring with him so i'm excited to see where it goes Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Rinaldi? What are your thoughts on episode one? I don't know. Oh, just... here comes the hot take. <laughs> hot take. Rinaldi. I don't know. It did. I did. I didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Um, what? Yeah. What? Like no, I didn't I'm really I'm kidding, I'm kidding. feel anything. Throw the ottoman. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> it's kind of hard because it's like obviously there's this whole buddy cop thing between like okay I'm not. I could sense in an episode one, uh, uh, just to be clear, like mm-hmm. in episode one, even though Loki is a prisoner, it does feel like a whole buddy cop thing mm-hmm. because Owen Wilson is clearly trying to get information from Loki. And so there's this back and forth and I just wasn't really feeling it too much. And that's kind of like the main part of the episode. Hmm. So I don't know. It's it the first episode is kind of like, all right, let me just wait and see where it goes. It's not bad. Right. It's just I don't know what to feel. I still need to get comfortable with it, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like I felt the same way with WandaVision, the first episode. It was like, okay, this isn't bad. This is obviously going somewhere, but I'm still I still need time to get used to this new story. I need, need time to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you, Fergie? I'm really liking this series so far. Um, every time Owen Wilson comes on, I want to go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, whenever I think of Owen Wilson, I think of Ben Stiller and I think of all their movies. And so to see him in like a different role is also kind of exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. I like Mobius and how he like is 
knows how to, how to deal with Loki. I think that's kind of cool. I love the 70s style. I think WandaVision did, like, the different decades really well. And to see, like, just, I don't know, this TVA 70s style is just very interesting to me. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm so far liking this way better than um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm still like processing my thoughts. I literally just finished watching episode two. Um, and so that's just racing through my mind, but I'm really enjoying this. Um I feel like for me this is gonna bump Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of off my radar for sure. Honestly, that's not gonna be very hard. Yeah, yeah it's really not. Yeah, it's <laughs> not, it's not. So um it's I, Captain America. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm playing. I'm being silly. You being okay. Anyways, um, so yeah, I I like the first episode. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like we're gonna breeze right through this one. I think there's like two, maybe three points that we can talk about, and then just jump straight into episode two. But episode one, I I felt like we were just getting some definitions of things, like yeah. just defining, you know, uh who these people are, time travel, the TVA, Mobius, um, what's her name? Miss Minutes. Yeah. Um, that whole thing. Miss Minutes. Yeah. I I I think they're trying to make her into some sort of character and I'm not really feeling that. She's but, she's my favorite character so oh, far. Outside of the main two. Oh, outside of Mobius mark. and okay. Loki. Obviously I, I take back what I said. I have four things we're gonna talk about. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Um, so the Cape Miss Minutes or what was the other thing? The Cape Miss Minutes or, or uh crypto. The, yeah, oh, no, I know it's Jarvis. Wing. Oh Jarvis, 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 Jarvis. Yeah. Yeah. And Red Wing. You forgot about Red Wing. Oh, Red Wing, Red Wing. No, Red Wing. Not, <laughs> Miss Miss Minutes is like dead last though. She out of all them people. So you saying she hits but top what five? Does, what does Miss Minutes really do? I mean, she's just. That's why I imp- just said she's dead last behind the cape, behind five, Jarvis. Top five, top five. But there's only five like little side characters. Like they, it's not like Star Wars where there's a whole bunch of them. You're just making a list of like. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, hey, an- I like- animate. Right, Z list objects. <laughs> Z list objects. Useful objects. <laughs> okay. So so uh so we have something to talk about then. I didn't expect that. So <laughs> I I enjoyed the first episode. It defined some things. Everybody's going crazy about Loki crying, and I'm like, eh. Um oh, really? I didn't, yeah. Um I I I don't know. The fangirls, man. You know there are a lot of Loki fangirls. That's true. And they hang out with the Kylo Ren fangirls. They like have little like slumber parties. <laughs> okay. They have a little club. They have a yeah, little club. Got a I little was not aware. But I think they're I think what they're doing is they're like they're looking at all the shows and going like, oh man, this is the multiverse of sadness. Right. Because you have because you have Loki, you have uh Wanda who cried, and then you have Bucky who cried. Yeah. And so <laughs> the like, Well Sam Sam cried. Of sadness. When, with, wait, with the, with the bloody did... shield, after they beat up um, U.S. agent, oh, he was holding the shield and he was crying like, "Dad, yeah, but that's like... not that's not the same." Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not... You're right. My fault. He wasn't crying like Different Bucky gravity. was crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bucky, Bucky crying was like kind of like a meme kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. I think he had the best cry so far. 
Yo, I, the best cry. Are we gonna rank the best MCU cries? Is that what we're doing? Let's yeah, just we rank should. everything. Yeah. So I I enjoyed this episode. Um, let's get right into some of the things that um we could talk about. Um, let's talk a little bit about Owen Wilson. I I just yeah. like watching him only because it's Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought that was interesting. I didn't expect him to be in Marvel. So when you when we like talked about it before this even dropped, I was like. Owen Wilson, yeah, and it was so coincidental because we had watched Almighty Thor, and we we thought of that is so <laughs> you know true. what I mean. It was just like, oh, look at bootleg Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller, and it was just like, well, Owen Wilson's gonna be in the Loki series. And we're like, what the? Yo, Ben Stiller's not far behind. I'm telling That's you. That's true. Oh, he gonna be next. He's, he's, he's That's showing. gonna scare me though if he does like a serious role. Yeah. Yeah, he should not. He should That's play. Creep he should me play out. like a role similar to like the collector or the grandmaster. Yeah, somebody yeah. out there because yeah. I can't. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, Ben Stiller is definitely not far behind. Um, but what yeah. about Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn, yeah, oh, that'd be gosh. so funny if Vince Vaughn. <laughs> 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 Vaughn in the but you know what? I, yo, if he was in Shang Chi. Oh, Shang Chi! Oh my gosh! Vince Vaughn and Shang Chi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what though. <laughs> Like, say, for example, I know I'm getting off topic a little bit, but, like, if another, like, say, for example, if, a you know, the upcoming Batman movie, I could see Vince Vaughn being, like, a gangster or something. <laughs> I can see him in it. Like a very now sarcastic that, gangster. Now he, he'd, have to be, head, he, he'd have to be a mob lawyer. If a he mob, was a mob lawyer, it would work. He was, he was a mob something lawyer. Something like okay. that. Yeah, like, he, like he's just, he's just kind of, like... I can see yeah, that. Yeah, it's another day in the office. Like, after somebody got shot in the head or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But I think very... I could actually see him being like, I don't know, what's the name of some of those mobsters? Like Falcone or something. Not actually Falcone, but you know how they got yeah, like, like a, different... Like, like a, a lower family. level mobster? Yeah, like he okay. could do it. I could see it. Like a Like lieutenant? if they call Miss Harrison, I'm, I'm picturing it in yeah, my mind. Yeah, nah, he could do it. <laughs> he could do something like that. Yeah. 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 Let's just... It gotta be written right. It's gotta yeah. be written right. Let's just but I could see that transition more than i can see ben stiller yes. doing a serious role that yeah. kind of is like no oof. ben stiller cannot do a serious role they better not cast it from serious <laughs> It'll be weird. they better not um uh, but i just funny. thought it was so funny um and i can't see i can't see the mobius yeah, he's been he's owen wilson to me he's owen wilson <laughs> yeah knows and everything he's owen i know wilson. the yeah. Nose. yeah even yeah. the way he talks to people because i think that for me owen wilson steals almost every scene that he's in um, I yeah, kind of like what Rinaldi was saying, kind of like there's something different about Loki in the series. I can't really put my finger on it. And so I'm just kind of hesitant. But Owen Wilson for me is killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, doing a really he's good, doing job. good job. Yeah. I agree. Uh, okay, so that's Owen Wilson. The second thing I had, um, I forget his name, but it's the dude who keeps all the Infinity Stones in his oh, Casey. Casey. Yeah, Casey. that's his name. Mm-hmm. And the internet was going crazy about that. Have you guys seen memes and everything? Oh, like, no, yeah. I have not. I've seen a couple, not too many. I haven't been on social media it's as like, much lately. I want to talk about that, though. What? How do you think Marvel is their approach to these Infinity Stones? Like, when you, when you learn, okay, they got plenty of Infinity Stones in this place. What did that tell you guys? I think for me, it was like, okay, we're moving on from the Infinity War saga. Like, this is a new story with new stakes. That's that's what I took from it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if they didn't do something like that to make that clear, 
I think fans would still go back to the Infinity Stones and Thanos and like they wanted it like when Iron Man died to stop Thanos, that was the end of it, you know. And I think seeing those stones as paperweights to me made it clear, like, okay, this is the end of the whole Infinity War gauntlet thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I see that. I see that. It's been so long since I saw episode one, so that's like completely off my radar because I feel like I saw some of the memes and people just freaking out that like the Infinity Stones are just paperweights. Um, and when I first saw it, I was like, wait, what? That kind of just like, what does this mean for Endgame and what does this mean for all the other movies? But I don't know. I feel like I'm over it. Yeah. Um, the first one of the things that came to mind for me is. What does that mean about the TVA then? If the if the Infinity Stones are not powerful mm-hmm. in the presence of the TVA, what does that mean about the TVA? Like, what what sort of power exists there that allows the Infinity Stones to not be useful? Because mm-hmm. up until this point, we're thinking Infinity Stones. You got to get one. Most powerful thing. Um, Thanos used it to, you know, destroy or whatever, wipe out half the universe or, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, you know, one of the things I thought about was like, okay, the TVA is a serious thing. We just don't know how serious just yet. We just know it's a time, uh, time authority thing. Yeah. They might have access to greater power. I think there's something more powerful that they have that would explain that. That's just my, my theory. So then, Rinaldi, I have a question for you then, because you said Miss Minutes is in your top five, <laughs> uh, you know, sidekicks. If Oh, side characters, side characters. Um, care to elaborate? I mean, she's barely in the top five. Like, like but she's if somebody shows up in Hawkeye, because that's the next series, I would bump her off immediately. But I do like her. I do. I think she's funny. I think the accent's cute. I think the whole like she's like the the PA announcer at the RMV or the DMV. Like I think I don't. I think something about it's kind of funny. It's like wow. Like Loki is at the DMV talking to the the PA announcer lady thing. Because I've had some funny, unusual things happen at the DMV. So. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, that's where my mom went. You yeah, because I've had people at the front desk that sounded just like her. They're like, "Ah, right, honey, just wait one moment, calm down. <laughs> Everybody here needs help. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that's not just about you." Wow. Uh, Do so you have the- a ticket? <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like she works at a uh, Crate and Barrel. Yeah, she does. Oh no, Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel, not Crate. No, Barrel. but I've I've seen people sound like that at the um, Department of Motor Vehicles. So. Yeah, yeah, and they're always able. They're unflappable. That's what it is. I will say this: the whole time I watched the first episode, I was like, I've seen this before. All of this is an episode of Rick and Morty. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are into Rick and yeah. Morty like that. But this whole time travel variant yeah. future thing is very much that. Um, and I know that one of the writers on Loki also works on um, Rick and Morty. So I'm like, there's definitely some uh, like cross 
whatever you want to call it between these two. So I thought that was kind of interesting and fun. Um, But it's like a little part of me is like, okay, Rick and Morty did it first, (laughs) Um, but I'm still enjoying, enjoying the, the first episode at least. Wasn't there a drink that uh, Mobius, a drink that was discontinued in our world, right? And correct. Yeah. And, and, uh, Mobius goes back in time. They're, they're handling some business and he comes back to the TVA with that drink. And that's, that's something similar that Rick does, right? Yeah. So I, I think, um, what Mobius drinks is the, the Josta soda. And that was like huge in the nineties. I was way too young to have heard of it or drank it. Um, but, um, in Rick and Morty, I forget what season, um, Rick goes back in time and gets that um, Szechuan sauce from McDonald's. The sauce that oh, yeah, Mulan that. came out. And so even yeah. that was oh, funny wow. to me because I was like, okay, what if they're putting out this soda in low-key in order to like drum up some buzz and hype to bring back the Josta soda? Because since that episode of Rick and Morty aired, People were like, oh, yeah, I remember this, the chef's, but I can't even say it. The chef's one. I can't say it now. Um, I can't say it now, like the sauce. Um, the sauce. Yeah. So for a limited time, McDonald's offered the sauce just for anyone who wanted it. And so I thought that was kind of interesting how they chose this random soda um, and kind of highlight it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hmm. could be a good strategy for Josta. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I don't know, uh, Rinaldi, have you tried you it? To... You're the oldest one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not an outlaw, guys. <laughs> Before my time. Actually, maybe I should ask my older brothers. If oh, yeah, them. do it. Yeah, I'll text them real quick. Yeah. Mm, just a yeah. soda. Just a soda. I have uh, two last things before we move on to episode two uh, that I want to <laughs> highlight in this episode. Um, more Easter eggs. Um, nothing to really do with the MCU. Well, actually, some of it has to do with the MCU. So one cool Easter egg, we find out that in the MCU, Loki was D.B. Cooper. And uh, do you guys, you guys know the story of D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Uh, you know, stole the money and then just disappeared. And, you know, we find out that in MCU, Loki is D.B. So I thought that was, like, interesting, funny little nod. Um, so that's one. The other one I thought was very interesting that can be easily missed in one of the scenes early on, Loki is running through the hallway or he teleports into the hallway. When he teleports to the hallway, he arrives and he turns around and there's a portal that opens up. And it's a quick moment. But you see two people walking through uh, that portal and onto the other side. Then we forget about it. If you look closely, it looks a lot like Peggy Carter. If it is Peggy Carter... It raises a lot of questions for me because then you got the whole Steve Rogers thing, him traveling and, you know, where is she at and all this. And so mm. there was some there was some uh, things online that kind of exposed that and, you know, had some questions for that. What did you guys think about Loki watching his entire life towards the end after he tried to escape? I feel like I'm just trying to get a handle on his character because, like... He acts like he doesn't care, but then he does. And then because you can see he does, you're just like, oh, well, you know, he's going to change. He's going to shape up. But then he just kind of still goes back into his, like, trickery and whatever. So I'm just like, I don't 
it's yeah i don't understand <laughs> i think what's even more confusing is he's watching a different loki right mm-hmm. yeah cuz he's he's basically he's watching a time duplicate of himself go through all this character development right that he never actually went through so that's that's what's really interesting about it mhm yeah but it's like even when you see some of the uh when he's watching some of the events prior to like Ragnarok, when he kind of like started crying, then I'm just like, bruh, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know. He, it's, I guess that's the point. He's complex, but I'm just like, I guess for me, I'm like, okay, is there going to be a moment where Loki is actually like, really just does something good for the sake of doing something good? Or is mm. he always going to have an ulterior motive for everything that he does? So I'm just kind of waiting to see what type of things will happen next. Yeah. His yeah. choices. Yeah. I I think in this episode they've either alluded to it or you know Mobius just straight up tells him like, "Yeah, you're it's in your nature." Um yeah. he even keeps on asking him like, "Do you hurt people? Do you hurt people?" Which actually at some point got annoying. I'm like, "Dude, you keep asking him this question." Yeah. Um but by the end of it, we find, or, you know, Mobius tries to communicate to him that this is in your nature. This is what's supposed to happen. And I think he was trying to guide him to his true self as opposed to stop doing this or, like, do good to do good. Yeah. Um, but just lean into your nature because you're part of something greater. Mm-hmm. And I think Fergie and I, we had this, like, back and forth. Because, like, time travel is, it can get weird. Yeah. And we had this back and forth of like, okay, now this we're looking at two Lokis right now. We're looking at the Loki that was in, uh, what was it? And uh, um, Infinity War, right? In Infinity War. Well, well, no. So the Loki we're following now is from Avengers, yeah. technically. Yeah. No, I thought you were oh, referencing oh. the one that went through all the character development. So, so yes, I'm getting to that. Oh, so, so yeah, we're right now in this show. We're following Loki. Yeah. But the Loki we've been following up until Infinity War is a different Loki. Yeah. And yeah. so mm-hmm. that's where it's like, okay, while we're watching the events of uh, Infinity War and then everything, Ragnarok, everything that happened before that, um, as that's happening, there's another Loki watching this as we're watching this pretty much. Oh, yeah. That you makes know, sense. which yeah. is like, it, it's getting weird a little bit. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I have one question, quick question. Okay, go for it. It's like a yes or no. Good. Rob, Uh do you think the Loki that we watched die could possibly come back either at some point in the future? Yes or no? The Loki who died in Infinity War? Yeah. Do I think that Loki is going to come back? At some point in the future? No. Okay. That Loki, he's no. Dead. He's dead. Okay. Even episode one confirms that. As oh, he's watching okay. it, the film kind of, it says end of film or something like that. So, no, that Loki is dead. Okay. So, I guess we were both right. Right. Because now Loki still exists. Yeah. There's still another <laughs> I'm glad you asked Loki me that. Because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm not convinced that Loki's dead. But, yeah, no, that one's dead. But there's another one. Yeah. He's still alive. The only thing is that I think this episode establishes, I think, that he can't go back to that timeline. 
Yeah, no, because he's he's a variant. So I think there's a time duplicate that was recaptured. Because you know how, like, you know, the our Tony Stark technically allowed him to escape. Uh-huh. And alternate Thor is like, where's Loki? Where's Loki? I think they found him. I or see. Or a yep. duplicate. Yep. So that that timeline could continue as normal. Like, yeah. okay, we got him. We're going to send him back to Asgard, you know, la-di-da. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And our Loki, it has to remain hidden so that... Because if that if our Loki shows up to that... Who's, who's alter- our, okay, who's our Loki? The one that we're watching in this Disney TV Plus show. Disney Plus Loki. Yes. Got it. Okay, yep. Our Disney Plus Loki shows up to the alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. Then it would disrupt everything because now there are two Lokis. Add in the fact that he has a reputation for mischief. Yep. Because alternate Captain America thought. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Infinity War oh Captain America was Loki, right? Remember? Oh my gosh. Remember in Endgame, they thought like, that he was Loki. Yeah, because yeah. he, he has a reputation for confusion. Yes. So there's even more motivation to keep. Uh huh. Disney Plus Loki out of sight. Uh huh. TLDR, Disney Plus Loki needs to remain out of sight. <laughs> Let's see if episode two will clear <laughs> any of this up. <laughs> Okay, so so uh, we're going to ditch episode one. We're talking about episode two now. Uh, what are your first reactions? Some of us watched it today, like literally minutes before we started recording. Uh, what is our... Yeah, what's our first, what's our first take? After watching this episode, I feel that maybe, just maybe... They're going to fix the pacing issues that I feel like I've been experiencing with some of the others. What do you mean by pacing issues? Because... <laughs> for example, you're gonna bring up the boat. So, oh. Yes, exactly. Yes, Dang. because you're gonna bring up the boat. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. like from, from Falco with his soldier. Yeah, because so for example, Falcon and Winter Soldier, it the pacing wasn't wasn't great. Like it took a while to like really activate and get going. It was just mad slow mm-hmm. with revealing everything, and then we got to the end, and it was just like. You kind of left feeling unsatisfied because it was just like, okay, well, I never got a Carly backstory. Yep. I don't even know why Sharon's mad. Like, what is happening? Like, you know what I mean? Because they just didn't, they didn't like, they were too, they were too slow and then they became too fast. Yep. Yeah. But here, um, after I watched episode two, I said, oh, okay, you know what? I'm liking the pacing. You know, we're seeing everything like. I don't even know how long this is supposed to be. Do you guys know how many episodes this is projected? I think it's six. Only six? Yep. Okay. Okay, so six episodes. All right, we we, we got a reveal at the end of um, episode two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I feel like it's it's doing better mm-hmm. than, for example, Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier. I can't yeah. speak. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. None of us can speak um, as far as, you know, Fergie and her Szechuan sauce over there. 
Uh, Fergie, do you agree with Elise as far as the pacing? Yeah, definitely. Because um, Falcon the Winter Soldier had terrible pacing. Um, WandaVision at least kept you guessing. Um, and things progressed mm-hmm. crazy. Like she was, what, pregnant and gave birth in the same episode, if I'm mm-hmm. yeah. remembering yeah. correctly. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, no, she did. Yep. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think the pacing on this one is much better. Um, and I even had to remind myself, like, okay, what happened last episode? Because I feel like they're moving a little fast, but I'm not going to complain. Mm-hmm. I think episode three will really solidify if it's moving forward or if it's going to slow down. <laughs> That's what you said last time. Didn't you say that, like, for shows like this, typically on the third episode will define the rest of the season? Yeah. And Fergie was right. Because in Falcon Winter Soldier, the the episode was titled Power Broker. Yes. So we know exactly how that turned yes. out. So Fergie's on point At with this whole thing. I am so sorry, <laughs> but you should have stuck with your with your gut. No, um, I'm holding on. Marvel, your... <laughs> please, I beg of you, okie dokas. Like like take yo, some know, everybody I... send send the, the the executives of Marvel like send Kevin. them our link so they can hear yes Kevin, Kevin. all of them Kevin. Kevin yeah like just just everybody on the all executive producers Kevin Joss all of them <laughs> what well, does Joss have let's to do with cancel this? well Joss uh, we need to cancel I'm Joss cancel I don't know Joss. why yeah, I thought but he was canceled Russo's... don't people on the internet don't like Joss Whedon no more I don't know I don't know he's iffy he I yeah, mean I'm not gonna take away from the work he did in the nineties and stuff. And then eventually and early yeah and, and, and he created right. Agents of Shield. Don't forget that. Okay, yeah. He but, created or his brother. No, he created it, but his brother ran the show or I directed see. the show. I see. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I won't I won't take away from that stuff, but he's still sus and <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, please, oh. like, yo, send them send them the links to this podcast so they can listen to that episode <laughs> and just steal this idea please yep. let it be general ross and yeah, he was using sharon as the face please do it because why this, this you is have a million a, dollar idea right this there. is a this is bat this is crazy this is crazy because general ross we hate like, this we man. know yeah <laughs> and he's he's the he's the technically the main villain for that that movie that was dead last for a long time on for your a list. long time He's associated with that. Right. He was real raggedy, but so I want him. That, <laughs> that, that so shows raggedy. how much we don't like Sharon. That makes it very clear how yeah. much we don't like Sharon. Right. right. Like right. Sharon Hopefully. was straight, but like for her to do what she did. I mean, oh, dang. This so, is not even so the Falcon and Winter so, Soldier so podcast. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> nothing like that happens in Loki. So right? I was just going to ask. Hopefully that. nothing like that happened in Loki. So I was just going to ask, do we think. Towards the end of this season, we're gonna get some sort of crazy okie doke in this show. In terms of like a, a reveal that's not satisfying. Sure, why not? Or some sort of reveal that yeah, either is not satisfying or we saw coming or whatever. I don't it's think possible, so, but only because in Wandavision we didn't get it, Falcon and Winter Soldier we didn't get it. I don't know if there are any other Marvel movies. I can't think off the top. Where we got an okie doke, but I feel like it's not in their DNA. Um, uh, what do you mean in their in their DNA? I don't like none of the Marvel movies have ever done it, so I don't think they're going to start. 
I see. So what I mean by like okie doking us or any like reveal, I'm talking about like in one division we had uh, two reveals. One that it was Agatha all along, and <laughs> then we had uh, Ralph Boner. Yeah, Ralph Boner or Pietro, fake Pietro, uh, <laughs> as non non Quicksilver. That was those two things. And then we had the power broker situation reveal mm. in the Falcon and the Soldier. So I, those two things. I, and uh, Valentina. I'm going to say no to that because you predicted correctly who the power broker was. And we even discuss on this show that it's going to be Sharon. Like they uh-huh. kind of allude to it. Um, yeah. And then I knew Agatha was sus since episode one. So I don't know. I don't know if those are strong yeah. enough for me personally. So I guess my question was, do we think that same thing is going to happen in this show since we got it in the first two shows? I see. Um, but you think that that's not strong. We not we might not get it. The reveal already happened towards the end of the show of this episode, right? Right. All I'm saying is I feel like the reveals are kind of embedded in the show already. It's not like a, a major reveal. I see, I see. So you don't anticipate a major... Okay, no. all right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so then, what did we think about episode two? I think for me, it was Loki asking the librarian for like, okay, what what are the origins of the timekeepers? And the lady was like, that's classified. It's like, mm. Okay, what are the origins of the beginning of time mm. or the beginning of the universe? Classified. So... They're the fact that they're asking deeper questions, like even Loki asking Mobius, like, why do you do what you do? Why do you accept the state of the TVA and 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 how like why do you just like treat it as normal? Mm-hmm. And Mobius kind of flipped it back on Loki. He didn't necessarily answer the question. So there's a lot of I have a lot of curiosity about who are these timekeepers. Why did they make these rules and how did they get the power to make the rules? Like, that's what I liked about episode two. They started introducing these um, these questions. Yeah. 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 And it makes you well, it made me ask, um, like, OK, are y'all really the good guys? Mm. You know what I mean? Because like Rinaldi was saying, Loki's trying to figure out stuff and they're like, oh, that's classified. And and even the conversation that he has with Mobius, it's just kind of like, yeah, like, you know, why, why is it the way it is? How does this whole organization exist? And yeah, like it, it just, it raises questions about like, okay, who am I gonna, who am I as a viewer gonna end up siding with? Am I gonna side with, am I gonna side with Lady Loki or am I gonna end up siding with Mm. the, the time variance folks hmm. yeah that's a good question because i'm watching this this show so far and there doesn't seem to be a defined good guy bad guy yeah. it's just we're following a story mm-hmm. of people and roles so in this episode um we we get a couple things happening right mm-hmm. um and i was able to watch most of this uh but i was also setting up so some of it i missed uh, but basically, they're, the mission right now is that they're trying to um, they're trying to chase down a variant, and it's been communicated that this variant that they're hunting down is Loki. 
which is weird because it's like Loki standing right there in front of him. So it must be a different Loki. So episode two, this whole thing is, okay, we have a theory um, that this Loki variant, um, what is it? Uh, does, does their time jump or does their whatever it is while there's a big event so that they can be hidden? Is that what you explained to me, Elise? Yeah. So... So basically what Loki was explaining to Mobius at the table is his theory was that this Loki variant was just messing or like doing just random things within events that were supposed to already take place. So for example, Ragnarok, that was something inevitable. And so he used the example of like, oh, well, if Hulk falls off the bridge or if I decide to burn up the castle, it doesn't matter. Ragnarok's going to destroy everything anyway. That's the end fate. So it's like the the the, the little devices or whatever aren't going to detect um, anything. It'll be at zero variance because it didn't. Those things didn't change anything. Now, if they did something to prevent Ragnarok, then obviously their variance charts would go all over the place. But whatever, but if a variant is doing random stuff um, within an event that's already going to happen, then it, it'll it be fine. Right. And so they decided to test this theory because they think that the variant Loki is, you know, that's the best way to find the variant Loki. Correct? Is that is that? Yeah. So he, so because he had that theory of like. He he was saying that okay, the variant Loki is probably hiding mm. within different apocalyptic uh, or catastrophic events because that's going to be the place where they can do whatever and not be detected. Mm -hmm. But what they want to do—that's like the big mystery. Right. Right. Okay. So they test it out. They try the theory, and we fast forward closer to the end of the episode. Where Loki goes head to head with the variant. Mm -hmm. um, we see the variant transferring between different bodies, messing with Loki. Uh, and at the end, we discover that the Loki that they're they're hunting down is Lady Loki. And the episode ends with Lady Loki going through the portal and then Loki chase after her, chases after her. Uh, what are our thoughts about that reveal? Honestly, I don't know too much about this in general, like just like Thor, Loki and stuff like outside of MCU. So I felt like that didn't do too much for me. I originally, like when I saw the character, I kind of thought it was Enchantress mm. at first because of the way the crown looked. But I was like, oh, no, she has longer hair. So maybe that's not her. But then when you guys mentioned it being Lady Loki, I'm like, oh, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any thoughts on it per se. I think the one thing I thought was like, oh, okay, another lady villain because that's oh, the trend yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. yep, <laughs> oh, like true. recent, recent Yeah, years? as of yeah. late, it's been like a, you know, so that was the first observation I noticed. Like, okay, they're trying to get some lady villains up in here. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I didn't think about that, but that's but we'll very see. true. Yeah, I feel like it was, I think it was forced in Falcon Winter Soldier, like, like heavily forced. I, I, I don't understand why it wasn't just Carl Morgenthau 
But mm. I didn't feel that with the I didn't feel that with the, the Loki reveal. Yeah. It felt natural to me, but Yeah. No, it 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 does feel natural, but at the same time I kind of feel like okay, you'd probably want to do this series with this particular villain cuz yeah. you know, for more mm-hmm. representation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was like in the middle of like it wasn't quite force. It was pretty natural, but like you can see okay. It's a trend. Yeah, yeah. It, it matches with like the progression and just different things we want to see with television. Right. Um yeah. so yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. I uh, noticed it was Lady Loki. Um because of the crown, I think one of the horns is sliced off. Oh, and I that's, don't think I peeped. Yeah, that's typical. I think one of the horns is sliced off, and that's typically in the comics how Loki wears mm-hmm. his. Uh, um, in some iterations, he has a crown that's that's kind of like that. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and so I was like, "Oh, that's Lady Loki." All right. Um, so very interesting. Do we have any predictions on where this is going to go? So we have Loki chasing after Lady Loki. Uh, where do we think this is going to go? Because this is already a little bit of, it's kind of crazy. And we still have so many questions on what exactly is happening in this show. So what do we think? Yeah, I, yeah, um, I don't really know. Um, it seems like Lady Loki uh, yeah, actually, I'm not really sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're gonna get a backstory, right? Like, oh, I hope we <laughs> I do. I hope so, because they they a little bit like stingy with the backstories in these yeah. Marvel shows. Very I'm like, golly. Nah, I I feel like y'all gotta not... pick up the phone and call Jed Whedon because in Agents of Shield they gave backstories. Mm. Sometimes a little too much. It was like, ah, Lee, we don't need to know all <laughs> this sh- about the villain. So let's share. Let's share. Maybe they can distribute it, like, you know, share some right. backstory. I feel like this this show is a little bit more straightforward than I expected it to be. Yeah. When it comes to this storytelling. And we're meant to just kind of follow the story and discover it on the way. Yeah. 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 So maybe her, maybe her end goal really isn't going to be complicated then. She's just trying to take over the timeline wait have you ever um elise have you ever seen um crisis on infinite earths i have not watched like i know of it and Uh, i've seen some things on it but i've never like read in or watched anything in its entirety about it because i think they're gonna do something similar to to that that nature but I don't know if I should spoil it. Like, well, what do you think? I mean, yeah, you know, spoilers you for Crisis on Infinite. No, Earth. I, I like. I mean, I know the whole. No, I for know our listeners. Thing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So fast forward, like I don't know, one or two minutes or whatever. Um, nah, some people are sensitive about spoilers, even if it's something that came out like five, six years ago. I'm like, it's like I meant to read it for five years. Yeah, I'm like, no, but like, but the, God, I mean, like, the comics were out like much longer. Two, yeah, oh, yeah, but I mean, like, like the, two decades. But you're talking about like what's displayed on Arrowverse, that stuff. No, no, I don't know. I'm talking about the animated film. Oh, there was an animated film based okay, off Okay, I, I get, yeah. I got you, got you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So spoilers for the animated film yep. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Anyway. So in that universe, it was Owlman, Ultraman, right? 
I kinda, do remember this. We kind of saw yeah. him on Brightburn. Right. You know, the origin they, he, story of James, Ultraman. They, the gun brothers try yes. to slip that in there. Yeah, well, Ultraman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Owlman is evil Batman. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he's much more capable than our Batman. Um, wow. But um, he his goal, because he finds out about the multiverse in DC, mm-hmm. his goal is to destroy every universe because it's the only choice that he can make that's not predetermined. Mm. And that's why he's fixated or obsessed on this goal. And he tries to convince Batman to join him. Like, hey, like I know you're different than the others. Like You're like me. So let's, let's make the only independent choice that we can make. And Batman's like, no, I'm not going to do something that insane. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, dude, you're just doing everything that's been predetermined. Like you being good is predetermined. You're not actually being good. You're just a puppet on a string. So are you really good? Hmm. Or am I really evil? If we're all just playing things out like, you know, wind up toys. So I think Lady Loki might be doing that. Like mm-hmm. she might be like, yo, like this is the only independent choice I can make. Everything else has been dictated by the timekeepers. Yeah. That so. would make sense. Yeah, I think that's her goal. She's, she wants to, like, seize control of the timeline or so. So that she doesn't have any restrictions. She can feel like, okay, like, I'm doing these choices just because c- I want to. Yeah. Yeah. We're about it, to go to philosophy class. Well, Loki was saying that in the first episode. He yeah. was like, you guys are just, you know, arbiters of power. Like, mm-hmm. you you don't have any rhyme or reason for making me do these things. And I want to be able to do things because it's what I want to do. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and there was that push and pull that way. But yeah, yeah it is. it does get really philosophical. Yeah. So I guess in a sense, even though we're dealing with two different type of Lokis from different timelines, they they do have that, I think, common base of you you shouldn't be able to tell me what to do. Like, I, I, I'm going to dictate my own destiny sort of thing. Hmm. The way they go about it may obviously differ, but I think they still are at the core, like, borderline same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. I could see it going that way um, with Crisis of Infinite Earths, or at least that's where you think it might be going. It might be. Show. I could, it could, you know, Marvel has a way of like doing something that either you don't expect or you don't want them to do. So who knows? I feel like if we get a backstory, it might be in episode three. Yeah. And if yeah. any backstory, we're going to get it on Lady Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the episode sure. might even start with a backstory on mm-hmm. her. That's and what I hope. I hope so yeah. too. Yeah. Um, if not, I hope something better is to come because I feel like just on a storytelling level, that makes the most sense to me. Like, let's learn about Lady Loki a little bit. Let's understand her motives, and then let's worry about reveals later. Like, if there's some real underlying, other underlying stuff that we need to learn about her, let's wait till later in the season. Well, um, I, what I like about this episode um, is the music the soundtrack kind of mm-hmm. i don't know the music going on in the background i found myself vibing to it unexpectedly um mm-hmm. and like the lighting is really cool um and something that i i think rob and i talked about last episode was the director and how she hasn't really directed anything really before this 
And so just to see what this is um, turning out to be is really interesting. Yeah, she's going to get called for some larger works if, yeah. if this – because everything you're saying is great. Like, yeah, the lighting is great. And then the music, I noticed that too. Mm-hmm. If this season pans out to be the best season out of all the shows that we've watched, yeah, she's going to get a call uh, to do bigger stuff Yeah. after this. Yeah. yeah, I hope it's successful, not just because, like, I want this to be successful, but for, you know, that woman's behalf, you know, I, I would love to see it because maybe this might inspire like future Marvel projects or even DC. Cause I'm mm-hmm. still secretly re- rooting for them. Mm-hmm. No, it's yeah. not maybe that much of a it, secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually it's not. Yeah. Um, but maybe that'll inspire them to feel free to get people like essentially no names, mm-hmm. but you know, people who just care about the product and really, actually uh doing a great job with the story and source material uh so hopefully it'll inspire mm-hmm. some real good quality work as opposed to like mm-hmm. just these big names that just keep they you keep know, popping pull- up over yeah and, over again. and they yeah. keep playing around with us i'm i'm sick of it in <laughs> 2021 yeah. i will not have it though here's a, here's a <laughs> i rant. will not have it though <laughs> i think too we just need women writing women because i think all the the men have been doing it for so long. That's why we have a character like uh, Black Widow, who like in every movie is someone different. It'll That's be refreshing true. if we. That's very true. Low key backstory. That is, that is hilarious. Yeah, You're that was right. very true. Sorry, so Rinaldi, what were you saying? Yeah. No, I was just saying as a quick aside to connect to Elise's point. Um, I I heard that um uh, who's that guy Quentin Tarantino is going to do a Star Trek film. Okay. So just the idea of getting a big name what? to do a big uh, franchise. Wait, wait, like uh, Quentin Tarantino doing Star Trek? Yeah, yeah. It, that's a bit odd. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Wait, who owns Star Trek? Is that... um Is, is WB own that? Or oh, Paramount, right? Paramount, Paramount, yeah. Paramount. So Paramount is actually desperate. To get again, this because is what they I heard. Content for their their plus their their plus, uh, but you don't need Quentin Tarantino for that. They first of all, they already have I'm a show dog, like, that's really popular and yo, it's gotten good reviews. So I don't know to... why you need Quentin Tarantino. You're already doing good. I mean, maybe it's to get eyeballs because I know it doesn't have a lot of viewers. The mm-hmm. the um Star Trek Beyond show, yeah. It, it gets good reviews, but it doesn't have a doesn't, lot of viewers. Oh, it doesn't have enough. So maybe that's what it is. Like, if we get a big name like Tarantino, nah, yo, then we'll get more eyeballs on Star no, Trek. They need a new uh, streaming service. They gotta, they gotta have to put that on Paramount Minus because that's <laughs> not. I can't. <laughs> I'm doing that. The Paramount Minus. Oh, oh. my gosh! Wow. Um, but but so, yeah, the the big names. I'm I'm not with it. I'm with Elise. You know, get man. people that really care about the story and want to put in the work. Yeah. Not don't get a big name. Yeah, yeah, it's just like Hollywood in general. Like, I, and I know I'm I digress just a bit, but like Hollywood right now has just been doing a whole bunch of like adapting, mm-hmm. just doing yeah. like live action adaptions of books, comics remakes and stuff and it's just like okay well why don't you 
give some opportunity to new people because we got way more creative people than just what you have in Hollywood right now. So, mm-hmm. like, give those people a chance. I just brought Rinaldi to church. He got his hand up. But yeah, give me an email. Yeah, but there are so many creative people out there, and I feel like yeah, give them a chance to really do excellent work with with these things if you're going to live adapt or to just come up with something original. So mm-hmm. that's just my little yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think that by the end of the series, we're gonna get. Mobius either on a jet ski or he'll finally get to eat a salad. (laughs) 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 On a jet ski. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I um I predict um Ben Stiller is gonna show up as a random cameo. Just a random, even if he pops in to hand someone a hot dog. Um, how how close are they in real life? I feel like that they, would only work I if they were feel best like, friends. I feel like they're very close. Okay, they're in every movie together. They have to be close. Yeah, that's my assumption, though. I could be wrong about that. Maybe something might happen to Casey, and he'll be the new Casey. That would be hilarious. <laughs> That'd be so funny. That would be hilarious. Because I, I feel like some sort of infiltrate. I no, I feel like some sort of infiltration might happen mm-hmm. at, in their authority office or whatever. And like, unfortunately, Casey might be one of the the casualties in there. You know, what and they'll get a new secretary, like a new Casey, and it'll be Ben Stiller by the end. You know, what would be funny if Ben Stiller becomes a new Casey, and I don't know, Loki walks in and he goes, "Who are you?" And Ben Stiller goes, what do you mean? I'm Casey. We just met, like, last week. And he just pretends <laughs> to be the same guy. Yeah, um, that would be, so be funny. That would yeah, be hilarious. Well, that's our discussion. Uh, let us know what you think of everything we talked about in this episode so far. You can write to us by emailing marvelousfriendspod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 617-299-6644. Let us know about everything that you've heard in this episode. Or if you want to say hi to us, that's fine too. Marvelous Friends is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. To our Apple Podcast listeners, write us a review and let us know your thoughts. For more fun, unexpected, and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. You can also like Marvelous Friends Pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get updates on all our latest uploads and behind-the-scenes content. Links to all of these platforms and more are in the show notes of this episode below. This is the Marvelous Friends Podcast. Gotta understand that's not just about you.